0: everyone welcome to the new media show my name is todd cochran and we are uh we're up and running on a lot of brand new gear today so if the live stream is a little too quiet or if it's a little not too noisy let us know we can make some tweaks while we're going here but uh rob good morning welcome to the new new media show
1: (laughs) good morning todd i've I feel all fresh and refreshed because we're we're new and improved. So it's 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 pretty awesome. We're all digital now. I guess I'm I'm passing through an an Ethernet cable now instead of a SCI wire, right? Is that right?
0: Yeah. So you are your your screen that is on the tricaster and not what's up there, that's still HDMI, but what's going to the tricaster is yes, a an Ethernet cable. So uh um, amongst other things, wired here. So we are slowly making the switch to purely digital here in the studio, and so I've got more desktop space because the switcher control surface is smaller, which is nice. But wherein lies my finger training keeps landing on the wrong button already. So uh, we'll have to get the uh, get my finger training done. But um, other than that, uh, from the listener and viewer standpoint it probably won't look much different than it, than it already has, except for me trying to look around and making sure I'm on the right stuff. But I do have a few more things that we can show. So as an example, I've got the MacBook, which I'm watching the Facebook and the YouTube area. I can actually bring that up now, so we can actually bring people up that are they're chatting. And then, number two, I can actually show them the... Re- oh, we're missing a channel. A recording of the show. Wow, isn't that interesting? Okay, so therein lies a, a problem. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, we, it's... Oh, oh, it's just started again. Oh, you're, you're stereo? I'm not. Isn't that oh. interesting? Uh-huh. Well, anyway... That's, that well, sounds
1: like a setting. That sounds like a setting. Yeah, I, I think it's
0: yeah. a... uh I think it's a loose cable because uh, it was working fine. I, I kept having a channel dropout, so it, it's making it to the TriCaster in stereo. But don't worry, we, we sh- saved the show in mono anyway, so in the end it doesn't matter, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just takes up more, more file space to have stereo. So that's that's, that's the only right.
0: Difference. So the, the master yeah. will be jacked today, but...
1: Anyway, but so the quality will be there, Todd. The quality is much better on yeah, stereo, you know. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> and of course I I I went and basically uh copied didn't copy all the files off the old machine. So we have a new lower third today. So it uh <clears throat> yeah, it well, it doesn't. Okay, Rob Green. <laughs> yeah. <I don't>. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you were um just before we got started on the or actually the YouTubers heard part of it. And so the Facebookers, but you said you're getting booked for doing interviews for stuff that's released like six months from now.
1: No, not even released recorded like six months from now. So people are, are, are recording some interviews and getting them in the can. If you know what I'm saying, they're, they're pre-booking interviews and then they've got so many in, in the can that they've done. That they're booking them out six months. Oh my so, god! You know, yeah. You know. Well, and plus the the whole use of uh, of all these uh, scheduling software programs now. You know, and they're all you know like uh, Schedule-y, I think is yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. How you go in as a guest and you select your your, your recording time. So it's an interesting trend that I've seen as I've been doing more and more of these, you know, these conversations with other shows all across the internet on all sorts of topics and subjects. And it's just, it's a whole nother side of podcasting. Honestly, that I didn't know that kind of existed where these, these shows that do recordings of guests um, and then pre book way in the future. And then maybe at some point they release your episode (laughs) it's it's i i think i've done like quite quite a few interviews i don't know that they've even released the episode yet cuz they have so many backlogged
0: well doesn't it cause a problem when you are essentially um talking about something current and and then it comes out 5 months later and you're you know saying oh get ready for thanksgiving and it's uh, already like uh valentine's day or something i, I don't know i I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think it's weird, but I guess that's the way some people operate. Know, I,
1: yeah. I think it's, it's just, uh, it gives, I, I guess them the flexibility to take time off if they want to. And I've, I've seen that happen and impact when those episodes come out too, is that they'll, they'll feel like, well, they've done all their work in advance, right? So they've got it all booked up and they, they don't have to do them ongoing, but I see some of them doing ongoing interviews too. So they'll take a week off or they'll take two weeks off or something like that. And they'll come back and they'll do a bunch more, more of the the interviews back to back and pile them up. So it's almost like a comfort. I think somewhat is what they get into at that point. Um, and sometimes they release and Sometimes they don't. I've had a couple that I've done. They had to put like notes, um, in the metadata talking about, how things have changed since the recording happened.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. You know, there's one thing that, you know, I don't do. And, uh, you know, if the person doesn't have the time to reach out to me personally and get on the phone for five minutes and figure out when we're going to record an interview. Um, I I don't use those for, for interviews. If you want to interview me, me, you know, you need to email me and say, can I do a call? Can we, or can i put That's you on this a better way of doing it. i i yeah. don't i don't like those schedule things i you know and th- and then they want to send me a questionnaire and i'm like no i don't do questionnaires you know read my bio and uh, i know i'm not going to pre-fill out questions and none of that you know if you're yeah. the interviewer you better have your stuff together so that when we get on, you're ready to rock and roll. You know who I am in a little background and yeah, I'll provide a link to the bio and all that. But, uh, I'm, I'm too busy to have to do that stuff, you know? And, um, it's, if you, yeah, I just, you go to my thing and get scheduled. I'm like, here's my, here's my, uh, I do interviews only on Saturday at, at 11 a.m. Um, 11 a.m. Pacific. And if you can't do it then, well, sorry. And I might, I might on a weekday do a, a 10 a.m. Eastern. Maybe, maybe if you're, if you really ask me nicely, but, um, I just, yeah. And then they get mad because you want to make them work around your schedule. Hmm. Hey, Rob yeah. McCracken. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. And if you are on uh, watching today make sure you say hello in the chat
2: room. We want to know who you are. So, yeah, that's
0: that's my that's my stick on that stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit more flexible on the interview. But I'll take them whenever. I mean, if they I mean, I'll take 10 minutes out of my day, that are 15 minutes or whatever to 20 minutes or whatever to do a quick quick interview.
0: They're typically not uh, twenty minutes. I, I'm thirty to forty five minutes on most interviews I'm doing. But
1: yeah, that's true. Some do go go a little longer. Some are, you know, relatively shorter. You're just a segment of what they're doing, right? Um, so it 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 just depends. It's kind of all over the map. But I did notice on Pod to Pod they have us uh, listed. Uh, our episode one eighty eight is listed on Pod to Pod. Oh, so, really? Hmm but it doesn't really say what the topic of the show really it just says podcast updates. So I don't know if they're, if Matthew is, uh, featuring our, our, our episodes as part of his latest headlines hmm. role these days. But, uh, if he is, uh, thank you, sir.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I did, um, hear rumblings of this week that, uh, people are all excited about is that they were getting, um, uh, emails from Spotify that their shows had been approved and they they must have approved a, a bevy of them. So, you know, people that were waiting a year had gotten announcements. So I thought that was interesting.
1: Like, like I've been saying, um, those folks are a little more active right now. So they're I don't know what's up with them from the standpoint of the bigger picture of what they're doing, but they seem to be more active right now. So and taking on shows and looking at them. And so and I think that there's been a link to a to, a, I, I guess, an online document of some sort that you can submit to Spotify through. Yeah, really- I've seen it linked to in, um, you know, in Facebook and other places.
0: And people uh, are getting a, you and, can do that and people yeah. are getting approved off that document, so mm-hmm. I was worried that it was just a placebo you know that they had put that up there to you know well, but it, it's not it, it it people are actually getting approved uh, we did get confirmation on that uh, this week too so so that is a viable way. You're no longer are you uh, a slave of your hosting provider to uh to begin on Spotify, now you can actually go and and uh, and apply yourself. I think
1: they do actually pre- they do actually prefer that method, though. Um,
0: well, they, the, but you guys have to do yeah. you guys have to do your own filtering before you send it over. You can't send everything.
1: Yeah, and that causes all sorts of issues.
0: See, you know, okay. I, See, there, yeah. there, there, and lies. Oh, I'll get you on Spotify. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my big uh, hiccup with them is they wouldn't let us submit everyone. They wanted us to cherry pick shows. And I was like, who am I to cherry pick shows?
1: Yeah. They don't really say anything about what they're looking for either. So, which is, which isn't exactly entirely helpful. No. So, But
0: if they're approving stuff off this list, then that, that's good. And,
1: um, so, yeah. so I, I, mean, no, I I guess I would rather have it this way, where they're not telling me, well, I only want comedy shows or right. sports shows or, or something yeah. like that. But, but it does make it more complicated, and, and and you have to be careful about setting hopes and expectations uh, that it's going to happen, because most publishers are excited to be over there, yeah. I would say. That's been my experience. Um, and I think that the big shows that are doing dynamic insertion are not so excited when they hear the details. Though. Uh, <laughs> so.
0: Oh, yeah, when you read The Agreement you know, maybe you ought to really consider whether you want to be over there or not. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, I, so it I,
1: depends on where you are in the space. You know, I know we talked a lot about this last week too. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's,
0: it's, it's to me, I'm just like, okay, so how many listens do you get for giving up all that, you know, giving up all that intellectual property and branding and, you know, all that stuff. So that's, yeah, It is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, is it, um, you know, those those guys are aggregating a lot of, um, listeners to music. Um, I, I think it's, it's still a little bit unknown if that's going to translate into a lot of, um, podcast listening. Yeah. And I'm not sure where that's happening anyways, happening on iOS, Android or, or, you know, where that listening is coming from. So, you know, I think over the next few months, we're going to hopefully learn a little more, about this um i'm i'm hoping so
0: well only time will tell on this rob so you know
1: it will time and numbers of shows yeah (laughs) so hopefully it'll grow
0: i think my uh wiggling a cable has helped i'm i'm back to uh being able to have both channels being recorded at once but that recordings jack no matter what i have to just take the mono channel <laughs> but yeah so just to give you um a little more insight into what's going on here with this uh with this uh studio upgrade is um i, I don't know did i talk about the deal i got so so what happened did oh, you
1: get a whole new box? I mean, it's not just a software upgrade. Yeah, you know, it's, a
0: it's a whole new box. So they, you know, New Tech has always had this incredible upgrade. Trade-in. Trade-in thing. Yeah. And you send your old box and you get yeah. five, six, dollars off a new box. And when these things cost $20,000, that is a huge deal, right? To get that kind of, yeah. of savings. So I had not planned on upgrading. The box I had before was seven years old and I'm still... Well, you know, I've amortized it all out uh, from the IRS, but, um, you know, internally, <laughs> and Todd's uh, internal amortization, you know, the, you know, the number of years I wanted to run it had not run out yet, right? <laughs> depreciation. Right? Yeah, Todd's depreciation yeah. had not run out. But I, you know, yes. I'd had a few issues yes. with it where it spontaneously rebooted a few times and. So, the option was was to pack it up and spend four hundred bucks to have it shipped to new tech and have it worked over, and they're good on you know fixing things that have issues and you know four hundred dollars to ship it back because it's it's a four u heavy like eighty pound box and um so you know, I've been weighing this for a while, and the the and I hadn't even thought about upgrading then I heard this deal where they gave you five thousand dollars off a new box and you kept the old box. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, well, I can keep the old box? And they said, yeah. Well, my model wasn't included in the deal. So my dealer, who I've dealt with for years, he went to NewTek and said, hey, this guy's, you know, lifetime. he's been using TriCasters for a long time. He's got two right now. He's got a Mini and an 860. You know, let's do a little commu- uh, customer appreciation. So they extended the trade-in or not even trade-in the trade up deal to my model and uh, I just couldn't re- oh. I couldn't I couldn't resist so it still was a 15k bill um to you know to make this jump but I'm also I'm off hardware I'm on brand new hardware to you know it's not I'm not on hardware that's seven years old and um I couldn't believe the 860 was seven years old that blew me away more than anything. So. uh And it's much smaller and hopefully uses less power and more gooder. We'll see if that ends up being the case. But so my son is spazzing because we're going to take the other box and we're going to stick it out in the garage and build a little green screen uh, studio out there. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about it is that machine had already been updated to this NDI technology. So he could really be shooting something out here and I could be capturing it up here on this machine. So. Um, and I don't even I I don't even tap a, a tenth, maybe a third of this thing's total power. What I really need to do is go to San Antonio and go to their one week school and and uh, learn how to use all the other functions that this thing has that I very rarely ever even touch. So, uh, but anyway, it's uh you know I've been preparing for this upgrade for a couple of weeks and it was actually relatively easy. Don't
1: you t- also have? Don't you also have a Tricaster Mini too?
0: I do, but I that only goes to shows and events and little Oh.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, that's your portable. Yeah, unit. the
0: portable right. unit and it it gets way underutilized, you know, gets used a couple of weeks out of the year. Um, but you know, it it goes in a Pelican case and this one here requires, you know, a special shipping box and uh so yeah, I can just roll the Pelican case to an event on, you know, and with really with two boxes, I can be up and running and doing a multi-camera shoot. So, and even on that model now, um, because they've changed, because I've, I updated it to this NDI stuff as well. I'm going to ultimately replace two cameras here with point tilt zoom cameras that are both NDI and there will essentially be SDI free in the studio early next year. So, um, wow. So it's kind of cool um, if, you know, and today is going to be interesting when we get done because like what I'm going to do is I'm going to be looking at your, I get your shot up now. I'm going to be looking at your speaking compared to the audio and see how far the, see if the sync is off, see if we're off more than a couple of frames. So that'll be the true test today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen that a little bit. It's been a little, bit slower and that was one question that i or concern that i had about being on ip if there, if there was going to be more latency
0: yeah they say uh two frames and i've already the the video chain here i already moved the audio three frames to the right so um the the audio let's, let's see this is that right the audio lags the video I think that's the right way to say that because I have to move the audio to the to the right three frames or three what it is mm-hmm. it's it's uh, not three frames but like three microseconds or so, whatever it is but that's enough usually to get it you know synced up that that's a challenge when you've got this analog pipe and then it you got a separate video pipe and then they join up together, there's really no way to make it perfect. The way it would be perfect is if the mic was going right into the camera. And uh, so, yeah. So
1: you're passing um, audio and video through the same um, cable.
0: Well, audio still goes analog to the box.
1: Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, okay, it's now, a separate output then.
0: Yeah, okay. and if it turns out to be too bad, what I'll end up doing is your audio can be said fed separately to the TriCaster on the on that line, and if it's too bad, I will. You and I will still be in the setup we are, but what will go to the TriCaster will actually be the audio that's on the digital line that's going to the box. So today's kind of this experiment to see you know, where shit lines up, excuse my French, but, uh, so (laughs) it's, you know, it's one of those things. And it's when you're doing video and you're doing multi cameras and you have all this other kind of cool stuff hooked up. There is a, you know, a little bit of a production. I do more production on the video than I ever do on the audio, which is kind of funny. So, Hey Chuck,
1: I I saw that you, I I saw that you made a uh, post on Facebook this past week talking about yeah making sure that you're not over reporting your numbers. Um, what was that all about? Did something happen that kind of, I mean, you don't have to tell us details, but just did something happen that triggered that concern? It, 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 my phone
0: all week triggered that concern. Um, somewhere, somebody must've got, had been at a party together or at a conference or something was mentioned. I, I, and I, I, I asked, about the third caller I had this week, where is this originating? And they wouldn't say, which made me go, hmm.
2: Um, And it was um, four, four media buyers and three
0: direct buyers. And they all wanted um, to basically, uh, Contract and we provide this for media buyers that want it they wanted their own stats redirects to give to um, folks on their podcasting teams and what which was kind mm-hmm. of interesting, I actually got some some numbers. I know now what certain vendor how many there are um some podcast advertisers that are Your screen was, your color was changing. I was looking back there. There was um, upwards of 130, 140 um, uh, podcasters were on a single ad deal with the the, the vendor that had the most shows on an ad buy. That blew me away. Mm -hmm. I was like, you got how many? And uh, she said, I'll be in like 130 and 140 and uh, she says uh, and first of all they all thought they, they could just log on to blueberry and look at stats and i'm like no we don't do that you can't come on the system and i say if you get written permission from the podcaster and they give you a login um yes you can get in and look but there's you know you're you're gonna have to log in individual accounts and you're gonna have to get permission from the we don't give you that information so um essentially mm-hmm. what's They've got and I and I'm it's what it boils down to is they've had some problems. And they wouldn't um say, and I'm so what I've been doing is I've been going back and I've been figuring out all right, where are where are all these folks advertising at? You know, where's where are they all, you know, we're all seven of these um you know, where are they at? You know, who who are they advertising on? What, you know, what platforms and so forth? Yeah, um, yeah. I, and I have a suspicion w- w- where the problem lies. But, um, yeah, so I'm doing proposals for them to have their own uh, stats accounts. And, you know, and I've all, already in the past, I have done accounting. You know, we've had to do accounting on campaigns for, um, that's very, it's it's always something I don't like doing because it it's contentious with the, not only the host, but usually the host is hosting provider. Um,
1: so when you say that's basically an audit on the campaign, is that what you're saying? I have done so
0: some audits on campaigns. These are not, this, this, these discussions were more about we want our own stats. Now, they're just like they oh, do separate. <clears throat> separate. Yeah. If we, want, we want to be able to log in and look at what this show is, is doing.
1: So how is that typically done?
0: Well, they, I basically, uh, I give them a rolling stock of, uh, mm-hmm. keywords and then they, uh, and I put them in the system. So I'll put, let's say, for example, uh, uh let's say it's, um, you know, Tony's pizza that comes to me and, and wants uh, to run their own stats. So I'll give them like a P I Z underscore one through 500 and then they can issue those as needed and uh, we provision them in the system so that when they log in, they can, they'll have to keep track of their, you know, who it goes to what on their own spreadsheet, mm-hmm. but um, they can readily turn a show on. And they basically have to implement a redirect just like anyone else. Has. So, I, you know, I cautioned them. I said, our redirects doesn't work on Podbean and a few others. Um, you know, a few other sites that uh and I said and you also like for example on not uh on SoundCloud, we can measure the RSS stuff, but we can't measure the um the web player plays. You know, so there's some places where that where stats won't go and it's just a limitation of their platform. So um, you know, I don't mind their business. Um and in you know, we talked about the privacy concerns and, you know, basically how we restrict access to stats in the company. I told them who, who actually had access. And believe me, so the last thing I want to do is, you know, everyone would think um, that it would be really cool to go through and look at a whole bunch of shows stats. I'm going to be honest with you. About after the third one, you're kind of like, Kill me now I don't need to look at this show I don't need it's no fun to go and snoop it's there's you know it because it all runs together but we do have internal policy at the team to who has access to stats and uh, uh, because you know I've always been concerned about and I, I'm not my, my employees won't talk, but at the same time we just uh, just limit access to uh, prevent any possible, ever possible compromises. So, um...
1: So, is the solution to this problem um, giving um, direct access to to reporting systems yeah. um, to advertisers? Yep, yeah, that's the solution. Yep. Yeah. That's the solution. Versus I think what's oftentimes done is that a, a a a report will be issued or a spreadsheet or something like that. Right. And then sent to the advertiser. Yeah. And it's easy for that to be, you know, a a number or two to be changed. Yeah. 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 A spreadsheet's easy to be changed. Yep. If, if you
0: are, um, if you log in, there's no way to, there's no way to manipulate that. And then there's the only thing, then you have to question is the trust of the actual system that the data is coming from. Then you have to ask, you know the yeah. question has to be asked. Um, um, you know, but you know, Rob, while you're, you know, if you're still watching on the show today, you know, Midroll could come over and contract us, and they could uh, give out sub accounts to uh, to advertisers. You know, they could uh, they could contract us, and we build your your own. We'll build we'll build you something.
1: <laughs> you know, so, so do you guys uh, support uh, creating um,
0: white labels? You know, yeah,
1: basics. You no, know, s- separate uh, user accounts yeah. that will give direct access just yeah. to stats. If so
0: they're on raw Voice, not if they're on Blueberry. It's a limitation on Blueberry systems. So if they're on our raw and the raw yeah. voice stats was set up to in the, to serve that, and that's why it's a higher price point. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I could see an advantage to that.
0: Yeah, you know, it only, keeps it,
1: everybody honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's also harder to manipulate a screenshot. So if you screen well, maybe not, but if if you screenshot a page, you know, and, and send it over, that that's okay too. But and will and you know, is is we've we've also have a service where we certify stats. So we've got probably twenty or thirty podcasters each month that I send out a certification notification to who they're doing ad deals with, and mm-hmm. it basically says I'm certifying, and they're not, we're not doing the ad deal with them, so we're a, truly a third party. Now, if it's my own ad deal, I can't certify my own stats. That's kind of you know, that would be kind of like, uh, the, the, the Fox garden, the uh, chicken coop, right? So, um, you know, so for folks that are running their own independent campaigns and I have nothing to do with it, for me to be able to do a certification on someone's stats is it's to me, it's easy. I just, I push a button and I get a PDF and I send it to who they want me to send it to. So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't know if there's been some fraud, if there is just some concerns on counting, if there they've had some campaigns that weren't, you know, no one would get into very many specifics, but it was all last week. I got the, and it started on like Tuesday. Um, I got an email and asking, can can we talk? It was like almost immediate. They wanted me to call them back immediately. And, uh, So, you know, that, uh, that just started a tsunami of, uh, and then my I had my last meeting yesterday at, uh, 1030 Pacific. And, uh, and what I'm finding too, Rob, is that the media buyers that I'm talking to or the folks that were, no, the the ones, the media buyers were dialed in. It was the independent, it was the guys that were doing in shop basically doing their ads in house. Uh, they're the ones Mm -hmm. I had to spend the most time with because the media buyers had seen our stats already to a, to a person they had seen blueberry stats in reporting from uh, various groups and also various podcasters so for them it was easy it was the um you know the the actual businesses that had the biggest they had to spend the most time with Oh, so okay. someone said, I'd like, i, I love to know where they all were having lunch together. And it thinks strange things. It wasn't, it wasn't like San Francisco. It was both East and West coast. So, so there must've been some conference or something people are at.
1: Yeah. I wasn't familiar with anything going on. this. Yeah.
0: Week me neither. That, so. And I, and I, and they wouldn't tell me, I asked specifically, you've been talking to other folks because it was, you know, it, you don't get seven calls in a week. You know, yeah. unless someone has had a chit chat. So, mm-hmm. you know, and we've had before, I've put those kinds of posts out before, last one was maybe 18 months or so ago, where we had um, one company that we came in and did an audit on a campaign and a podcaster had to send a six-figure check back to them. Wow. Wow. Hmm. And that was, well, over, I was right. that was over a one-year period.
2: Wow!
0: Yeah, over-reporting okay. over a year. Hmm. So if you don't have the check, then you got to do make goods for a year.
2: Wow! Yeah, there's a little lesson to be learned from that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: podcaster doesn't like me very much.
1: <laughs> well, he did it to himself. I
0: well, I, I and, would imagine and, again. It to puts you in a very uncomfortable very uncomfortable position, you know, where yeah. you're like, send me your, you're going to have to send me your log files. What? What do you mean? Yeah. I said, I need your, I need your log files from your media delivery. And you get this yeah. run around like, well, we don't have them. I'm like every server that serves media has the log files and there is a company in the podcasting space that doesn't archive them.
2: You know, so. Hmm.
1: Yeah, you start getting into that, that. I I guess the ad buyers these days are not chumps anymore. They're, they're not chumps. They're getting serious, aren't they? Well, they're getting serious. They're getting serious. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and they, and you know, it, it,
1: with some real dollars being spent. Yeah,
0: video, real yeah. dollars. You know, and, and when and when when a you know person tells me I'm doing 130 shows, I'm like, whoa. Let me add you to my list to call call you back in a couple of weeks and be on the other side. Hey, I got podcasters. You know, um, yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. insane. It's insane. But, you know, so and it, it, it just for the podcasters listening, never, ever pump your numbers. And I've had this saying that I've say, said since 2005, and this is the, the mantra I gave Angelo in the beginning when we built the stat system. I said, I don't care what the number is as long as I know what the number is. Yeah, you know, I don't care if it's 1,000. I don't care if it's 1. I don't care if it's a 100,000. You know, Chuck Tomasi was on here. Chuck was, um, wrote well, some. But
1: that number needs to be, be based on some logic and reasoning and the algorithm. Right. Right.
0: I think yeah. in the early days and Chuck, if you're still on the stream, I, I remember when we did some of our first tech podcast stuff, someone wrote a script to parse a feed. And that may have been Chuck that actually wrote that script. And we weren't doing any filtering in the very early days. We were just doing raw, you know, it was just pulling out the yeah. raw information. And that um, yeah, was
1: before there was any data. Yeah, to, there, was, to do any there was no
0: data. And, you know, we were, we processed, you know, and we, and Rob, we used that for about a year.
1: I had my own servers. I had my own, uh, I had my own servers collocated, and there were no algorithms running against my metrics either back then.
0: Yeah, so you know, we used that for about a year, and then there was, yeah. you know, there was this massive sticker shock when we went through and, you know, we the, the initial you talk about sticker shock because, you know, you you, th- you think about uh, the amount of bogus traffic that's out there. Two thirds of the traffic hitting your download is junk two thirds of the stuff it's that bots bots and yeah, scrapers bots and head and,
1: requests and all sorts of stuff
0: right know. so you know two thirds of it is just, it's just immediately vaporized you know it goes it, it goes into the ether um and that's before then you start looking at duplicates and you start you know you go and sorting out even you know you do the next round of scrubbing and uh so for us we've you know, in that first year, you know, two thousand four to two thousand five time frame, you know, we were reporting everything. You know, it, 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 it and you know, with the thing was, the advertisers were ecstatic because we were still blowing it out performance wise. You
1: know, and yeah. uh, well, nobody knew any better on, yeah, on either side. No of the clue, hands. you know. Yeah. I mean I, I mean I think how it was treated back then was how we were analyzing web pages. Yeah. Uh which was unfortunately based on hits. A lot of people were still using that term hits. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know if I hear that term in reference to stats these days I like go oh, somebody's living in the 90s, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you, know, you don't even want to say that word in the context of website metrics now. Hits. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, it, just proves still, that, it just proves that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm still getting some rattle
0: from you a little bit on your mic from time to time. I'm, it's just like, it's just a little, oh, does it sound like overmodulated on your side or at all?
1: Well, it could be, it could be cause I, I sometimes raise my voice and it probably, uh, I don't have a compressor running on my mic. Yeah, So that would probably cause that. Um, as long as I, I don't get, yeah, right there. Right. If I get get a little hot, it uh, it it spikes. So here, let me turn it down a little bit. So I just need to keep a keep a constant um, volume level. I shouldn't um, get all excited, Todd. <laughs> so Todd, I was also uh, looking around um, and noticed that there is there's been uh, a new smart speaker that's been released uh, from Harman Kardon. Okay uh, it's called the invoke um, and it's based on the, the cortana hmm. uh, agent so it's getting it's getting pretty good reviews of people that uh, bought this thing
0: so it's for it's Microsoft's first smart device
1: smart uh, speaker yeah smart speaker
0: mm-hmm. so harm let's see if I can google this it, what's, what's the name uh, of it again it's called the what
1: uh, it's, uh, it's a Harman Carmen. It's not actually made by Microsoft. It's Harman Carmen. Yeah. Card, dumb right. Actually it's the, the, uh, it's spelled I N V O K E the invoke.
0: Okay. Invoke. With,
1: okay. with, with Cortana. And it's a, it's a pretty sharp looking unit. I well, have to say. of
0: course it, of course, it comes the with Harman
1: Carmen big... folks are, you know, are, are into style and design.
0: Oh, here it is. Here it is on Best Buy. Um,
2: it's $199. Yep. Comes
1: in two colors, graphite uh, and pearl silver. It's also available off the Microsoft Store, too. But but it looks like it works with Spotify, and I don't know what other apps it supports yet. Uh, if they have uh, a good, good selection of uh, skills or or I'm not even sure what they're calling the the apps that run on the server side with this. Yeah. Uh but it's I'm sure it's built on the same model as what, you know, Apple and Google and and now Microsoft and actually all these services use the same voice agent. So they all sound pretty much the same. Yeah. It's the same uh it, it's the same woman that actually has voiced all these commands. Um, so, and she's the one that tells all of the, the kind of sorry jokes. So if you ask, uh, if you ask them to tell, tell you a joke, they're kind of like, you know, yeah. maybe one out of 10, you, you kind of have a little chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: well, we we'll, uh, it's interesting. For yeah. those of you that are listening, I apologize about the audio today. We'll figure out what's going on there. Um, it just, it almost sounds a little scratchy, but yeah, the, uh, they're always known for their, um,
1: I don't know. They think did. You're a little over over modulated too. I think so, I am as well. So, I think it's, you're, so maybe your it's new a system. Maybe, is just maybe set a little hot?
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm pushing too hot back to you. All right. And well, it's, it's something in there. We'll, I'll get it figured out. Can't have scratchy. Not on a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That never happens.
0: No,
2: not at all. Um, all right, well,
0: so this is you know Cort- who uses Cortana?
1: you know well, I, it's built into every windows machine um, I, I know I but, use it every day on my Windows phone, but you're right todd it's 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 an also ran device it's come on the market kind of late, right, kind of like the typical pattern that we see for Microsoft yeah. they're, they're oftentimes not leaders they're 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 late followers, and that's in a technology market like this, that's not a great place to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the success of what Amazon's done with yeah. w- you know with the Echo. It's it's uh, and e- even Google is kind of sitting in the back seat, you know, mm-hmm. actually. So it's you know Apple I know is about to or or have they announced their smart speaker, Todd? I can't.
0: Well, they did, I but I don't, know, the, uh, I don't know if it's Apple
1: event. They did,
0: but I don't know if it's available yet.
1: Oh, it's, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know when it comes on sale, but I, they did announce it. I'm pretty sure that they're going to have it. So it's going to give me another overpriced piece of Apple gear.
1: Of course. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be cool. It'll be compatible probably with the podcast app. Um, I would expect that. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, this smart speaker um, technology stuff is definitely... uh gotten the big technology companies attention and and i know you know spreaker has built a built a uh, platform skill that gives access to the fifty thousand shows that we have and it's active in the the uh amazon system right now so uh i I think that it's just it's still maybe a little bit tough to use um i have one sitting on my desk right here um so it's it's not as easy to use yet as I, I would hope i would hope it would become a little more natural language uh I think it's getting there, but I think we've got a couple of years before we really get there
0: yeah someone asked me in uh facebook is is blueberry stats i b compliant
1: <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> Uh, I would say, Todd, that you're probably more compliant than the IAB standards. Yes,
0: yes, we are. We're actually we go beyond, well beyond the IAB standard. (laughs) Oh, you know, speaking
1: of IAB, what's what's the latest that you can share with us? uh, I think it's in
0: its final final go round. I I think we went through the document. I I read it about ten times, and I think we asked. Us and both Podtrack asked for one sentence to be added, and I, I think we're pretty close. So, to, what are you
1: close to? Are you uh, close to a new To this next document? Yeah, the,
0: yeah, next document coming out.
1: So, is the, is the purpose here to slowly uh, roll this out into some sort of recommendation? Is that what the, um, that gets deeper and deeper into the, the weeds, as I say? Well, that,
0: um, that's the goal.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, That's the goal.
1: <laughs> Is it succeeding? Um, uh, you know, you know. You know,
0: I uh, Angelo's not pissed off, so I, I guess that um <laughs> it's a pretty low bar. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He's uh you know, he's quite sensitive to this. So uh, I think we're generally happy with where we're at with the document with you know, you get 30 people in any room and try to get them all to agree to everything. It's impossible. So, um, you know, that, you know, that really is the, you know, the the crux of it. And again, they, they are guidelines. And we hope at some point there will be an, an affordable way for companies to get uh, certified. It, it is not you know, the MRC has already said that they are not going to certify anyone's podcast stats uh, from, um, log data. It has, the only way they will ever certify any podcast stats is from client side. Well, the problem is that's never going to happen. Um, it, it, it just isn't, it's, it's not going to happen. And it's,
1: um, well, I suppose it could happen Todd but the likelihood that you're going to be able to scoop up all of the, all the metrics from all of the 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 client level is that's that's a big undertaking. You have and to get I don't know that it's possible.
0: You have to get every app developer to do client side reporting back to a central source. Every every yep. app including every Apple player,
1: yeah Exactly.
0: And they, they have to it, it all has to go back and you have to be able to collect that. And because there's so many players, how do you support that client side yeah. data? You, you you can't. It's it's and then server
1: side data is where it all resides.
0: Server side data is so. where it all resides. So the IB tech group yeah. uh, you know is looking at at this. And again, it's not going to be cheap. You know, an MRC certification is um, $150,000 a year. That's not a cheap, that's not a cheap bill. So companies are going to have to decide. And let's say, let's say the IEB does it and they, their tech lab does it. Okay, so what's a tech lab going to charge? That's not going to be cheap either. Let's say it's 75000 You know, one could hope it would be that. Do we cheap. really
1: need do we really need to be endorsed by the MRC?
0: Well, it's not going to happen. Too late.
1: No, I know. Yeah, I mean ever?
0: Well, if 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 the MRC, you know, I I was ponied up to the bar with a check in hand to do an MRC uh certification um before they changed their mind on it's pouring here. So if you're hearing rain. I get a little feedback when it's raining. Um when it's
2: now that they've said that they're they're gonna only
0: certify client side, then takes
2: it's it off mute the table.
0: takes it off the table. So if the I B okay. and again the tech lab's looking this is not the IEB's primary mission is to do certifications of
2: people's systems yeah
0: um
1: that's actually ver- verifying that the the standard that's been established or the recommendations that have been established
0: are, be, are actually being uh, followed
1: are, are actually being deployed right in in a given platform right
0: yep so you know so the, you look at your advertising revenue So if you're doing a million, let's say you're just, let's just use a number, a million dollars for advertising revenue. And on most of our advertising deals, we work 70-30. So that's $300,000 that comes into the company as our commission for a million dollars worth of ad deal. Okay, so now take out of that employee, you know, and employees that manage that, take out their salary. And take out, uh, you know, any other ancillary expenses. And let, let's say you're left with 200 grand. All right, So let's say you're left with 200 grand and a million dollars worth of sales. Are you going to spend 75 to 100,000 dollars a year to certify that data? Now, if you're doing 20 million dollars a year in advertising, then that 75,000 or 100,000 dollars is a drop in the bucket. It's an expense line. But, you know, you have to weigh, you know, again, and we don't know what it's going to cost if the IAB decides to do it, to be honest with you. So, you know, it could be $150,000 like the MRC.
1: But, Todd, I could see over a period of time, though, this is going to take many years or so, that, the, that this could be deployed client side. Uh, it's going to take an effort.
0: Well, Nielsen uh, hopes so. Whole
1: whole nother it's it's going to take a whole nother kind of sales and marketing campaign to get people converted over to this and deploying new players and i don't know you know it's kind of like tr- trying to get uh you know a new platform going and having to pay or to to try and get people to build apps for your, your new platform i mean it's it's really kind of the same um space of this um, how do you get people to organically do it? There, there has to be a motivation. Yeah. Um, why would a player maker or a platform or Apple or whatever do this? There needs to be some reason,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not just that um, that that we want it. It just needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh, that's probably not good enough. And it's so going to be re- it, motivation?
0: It's going to be resource heavy
1: you know because
0: every time someone clicks play there's going to be a call made to a client side you know a uh, auditing system and then when they hit stop uh, that signal's going to be so you're going to be using user's bandwidth and everything to do these signaling people with privacy so, concerns are going to get
1: so who would this be reported back to well
0: oh, that's the question the MRC? well i'm sure if nielsen had their way they'd do it
2: but so it needs to be like an. But, but the, like an
1: independent database that has a bunch of API hooks in it, right?
0: But the problem is I need it to certify my system. I don't want Nielsen to have it.
2: Oh, well, uh, yeah. You know? Exactly.
1: Can, can more than one party have this MRC?
0: Oh, What do you mean MRC? You mean... Uh,
1: well, this whole certification. Oh, yeah. Every,
0: every company, they would have yeah. to pay for it separately. Absolutely
1: for separately. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, the pod track lives raw voice. We'd all have to write checks every year, not just once every year and then periodic but this, audits.
1: But this client side reporting thing that, that could happen at separate platforms, right?
0: Well, I, you so know, the cli- you could
1: have a client, 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 or a reporting thing, or is that one central database well, that everybody, into. Yeah, that's
0: that's the million dollar question. I'm not the tech. I would assume this is going to be very painful. That's why I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, it's
1: is this? A, I mean, I think the big question is this going to be required for on demand to to reach a billion uh, a billion dollars in ad sales?
0: Yeah, Well, if it is, it's, then we're, we're a long ways away from hitting a billion dollars because here and here's the insanity of this, Rob the true insanity of this whole thing is that the, the, the uh, server side data is incredible. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, but,
1: but there's nothing wrong with it.
0: It's, you know, and I think once Apple gives us their new stats with, uh, you know, that's going to be another thing too. Uh, we'll be here for what you wish for. And that's going to be an eye opener. Boy, well, we're going to be talking about that for three months. Um, as soon as that's
1: likely going to be coming out uh, close to the end of the year, I'm I'm assuming, or just
0: my prediction is between, uh, think as soon as Thanksgiving's over between that and December 15th, that's my prediction. Um, that's what they indicated anyway. So, you know, right around Christmas, we'll get a Christmas present from Apple, but (laughs) you know, that's only going to give us 50% of at least for my show, you know, my show is about 50% iOS app. So it's going to give you a look at what 50% of the audience is doing. One thing to think about too, is, you know, where does Android fall on this? As a matter of fact, there's a discussion going on right now on a Facebook channel that I'm just, I, I, I'm just, I shake my head and, Um, Cody, uh, voice, uh, posted in the Facebook or in the podcast community on Facebook. He said, shocked by how many non iPhone users are listening to our client shows in web browsers, but how many Android users don't know there are podcast apps other than Apple podcasts and think they can't listen to podcasts. Google really needs to get their act together as this has been said multiple times. Let's hit that inflection point. And my response, you know what my response was? This is why we put subscribe on android.com online a number of years ago. If you don't have a widget on your website, you should. It helps. New Android Podcast listeners find one of 14 supported one-click subscribe on Android Podcast apps. Sadly, and most podcast hosting companies ignored it. But we but we gave it away to the community for free to use.
2: Yes. So I agree, Todd. Okay. So anyway, and people like. You know, one guy said, oh, I'm just gonna tell them to
0: use podcast addict. And I'm like, okay, is that you're gonna limit them to using podcast addict? Isn't that as bad as limiting them to
2: uh, you know yeah. the people don't get it? So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so well.
1: I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. There's some efforts there on the part of uh, that big, uh,
0: big, big Google, company. Big Google, Google in the sky.
1: Big but. Google in the sky to, to <clears throat> do some right, right things by the podcasting space. But uh, it's still yet to be seen exactly what that might be.
0: Yes, so. indeed. So uh, time will tell.
1: But you know, here said, every, well, everyone's
0: like you know having this
1: having this big
0: discussion <laughs> about subscribing, you know, getting users to subscribe on Android, and I'm like, podcasters, please see the bigger picture here. Come on, come on, wake
2: up. It's not that it's not this complicated.
0: It really isn't.
1: Yeah, and i I keep hearing you know seeing this this comment in that that podcast. Community group too, and said, "What is the best podcast hosting service?" Oh
0: my god, that's like every three days, <laughs> constantly
1: asking the question. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, you so. know the bigger theme, and, and I guess maybe we could talk about it on this show. Is
2: I, I had one of those.
0: You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Discussions, um, yeah had a podcaster that was, I listened to a show, really good show. And uh-huh. uh, he's complaining. He's not getting any subscribers. So I said to him, I said, okay, this is how it started. I said, uh, yeah, send me a link to your show. And he sends me this weird link to some network. And I'm like, no, 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 send me the link to your show. And he said, well, that's, where my show is, so I went to the network, and it was some network I've never heard of before, and it was buried on like sublayer ten on their website, and yeah. uh, and then I, you know, where he was hosting. That's you know, hosting agnostic. I'm not worried about the host. I'm just looking at his his site, and I replied back to him. I said, uh, when you're doing your show. Do you have a .com that you have forwarding to that page? Well, no, I don't know how to do any of that. Have you ever thought about setting up your own webpage so that you have a point of presence, a brand? Well, no, I. I, I, why would I do that? I'm just, and I'm just, you know, so the, the conversation went from there, but this podcaster didn't understand my point of view in that, okay, you've got this great show your show's buried out there in netherland your show notes are thin how do you expect to continue to grow your show if you're just hoping people are going to find it and uh you're not helping them find your show so it's it's just some fundamental stuff that a lot of podcasters are not doing and it's it it it, i don't know i i i've been doing this so long I, i get a little bit cynical and i don't want to be coming across as that grumpy curmudgeon, but boy, I just want to take some. I want to shake them, you know. <laughs>
1: just, it kind of boils up after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, you just want to, to shake them, kind of, you know. Like you don't <laughs> then don't
0: complain about not having enough listeners. Don't complain. Yeah. I said you. You're the product here. You know your your podcast isn't the product. Yeah. Oh. And if that's just, yeah. if they if, if you know if you just want to do a show, great. Go over to SoundCloud, host over there, and have your page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, said, if you just want to have a show, and do a show. Yeah. Right? You know, but don't ever come back and complain about your listener count ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I saw a, a post on, on Facebook that Chris Smith made here recently about um, making money with your podcast. And he wrote, uh, um, Chris is, you know, you used to work at Podcast One and has been involved in the podcasting space for, for a long time. And he wrote, uh, What would you do for $26,000 a month? And would you do four hours of a podcast a month? I think I would.
2: Oh, what's that? And he also said, I to... think
1: most. Yeah, I think most people would. Podcasting has grown exponentially in the last couple of years. Wow. Are recognized as, as a viable medium and validated as a business model with gobs of cash. <laughs> this is what Chris wrote. Huh. There are opportunities that content creators in audio uh, world never dreamed of. Um, do you think uh, he right here? Do you think the third coasters in two thousand five were listening to Tony Khan talk about this new thing? No, uh, I quite get the big picture on that one necessarily. But um, so anyway, he's talking about what's the secrets um, to doing a podcast these days and getting in the top two hundred list in iTunes. And I guess it's not uncommon that the uh, shows show hosts in the top two hundred. Are, are, are making, you know, $26,000 a month doing their podcast based on, you know, getting large numbers of listeners and, and getting involved in advertising. He says he's going to tell a secret here. Uh, but they're not really secrets, he says. Uh, but I'll share them right now. Tell a story that moves in emotion. Number two, release your episodes on a schedule that is consistent. Always leave them wanting more. Promote, 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 and uh, number five is get better. Number six is get better. Rinse and repeat. That's his. That's his magic formula for making big bucks in the podcasting space.
0: Well, I've got about eight more items to add to that list. But. <laughs> yeah. and because that's what uh, I had the, to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I would agree. I don't, I don't disagree with anything he said there. I no, think it's certainly, no. Uh, uh, it's certainly true. Uh, that uh, you know, telling a story and driving emotion, I think, is is the key to any audio program. I think you have to do that. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're I, I don't know. I think we we maybe drive some emotion on this show sometimes, Todd. I think to some degree, and I think that's probably why we've at least reached some level of scale with this show.
0: Yeah, there's about five thousand um, of you that listen. No, no one sends us any email though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's because they're all lurking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people that are in this podcasting space now that are not podcasters yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, that's another big thing that's changed over the the last five or six years is that there's just a lot more people that are, not they don't even have microphones. A lot of people that work in this space. Um, you know, I, I, I've, that's been something that, that I've noticed, but, uh, I think Chris needs to expand a little bit more on his post here because his number four is promote, promote, promote. I think that's, that needs to be expanded on a little bit. Yeah. Um, How do we promote? Yeah. I mean, how do we promote to grow this medium to larger audiences? I mean, if you're going to hit $26,000 a month in income, you got to be at least pulling in uh, 250,000 listeners every episode, at least. Well,
0: you You know, I I look at I take my own show as an example and I I do very well with my show. And I'll be, you know I've I've publicly talked a little bit about that in the past, but um you know, it's truly about that branching beyond just doing the show. You know, CES. It it I I, I'm gonna spend twenty five grand to go to CES. I know people think about that for a second. 25000 My my total cost end to end will be twenty five thousand dollars to do CES and, and all the production and everything.
1: Well, I thought it used to be more than that. Though. It
0: did, but I've been able to to get the you know the cost down. Yeah. That is yeah. the gift for me for my tech show. That is a gift that keeps on giving for years and years and years. Every year the the yeah. what I generate out of that show. But again, yeah. it's it's a single show, but I've it's for my niche it's for my tech show right and um you know and i've tried to share that philosophy a couple of different ways over the past few years we've talked about it on this show a lot and uh, you know there's just you just got to find a way the podcast is is the linchpin but everything else feeds the beast everything you do has to feed the beast back to the show you know and there's a lot of gurus out there, and I, I, and, and some of them will have all these formulas for success and all this stuff. It, it, it really boils down to, like Chris said, cranking the shows out, on be consistent, make them entertaining, make them compelling, and then then do all the extra stuff externally to feed the. It, I I took when I was in the navy. And still doing my, and you know, I started my podcast. I was, I was, uh, from 2014 to 2017, I was full-time active duty. And uh, I had, uh, I took, I used every vacation day to go to events, to do anything I could to build. I, we had no family vacations for three years. I used all my vacation time to do this extra stuff to build the show. And, uh... That was a sacrifice I was willing to make because the end goal for me was that when I retired January 1st of 2017 was to have the show sustainable so that I could do whatever yeah. I wanted, whenever I wanted, wherever I wanted. And, yeah. but I had, it was huge sacrifice. You yeah. know, so... Well,
1: side, you've been, been involved in... Um, creating video and blogging and, and audio podcasting. It, so you've
0: done the, but I've done radio. I've done TV. Yeah. I did a book. I, you know, yeah. so I hate to say I, 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 but without that stuff, without doing BBC at three o'clock in the morning, uh, every week for months and months and months without doing a uh, local television, uh, once a week without doing, all this other stuff to feed the beast um, mm-hmm. the show would
1: drive audience to drive audience to and, your to your core
0: and, yeah. and still, even today, I still have to drive because people people don't listen forever everyone you you get ten no. percent of your audience that listens forever, but m- most people get sick of you and me. <laughs> about a year or two in and they'll go find something else. And then they'll come back in a couple of years. I, this is what I'm, it blows me away now, but you have to podcast long enough to know this. People go away and then they come Hey, we haven't listened for a couple of years, but I'm back. Well, welcome back. Yeah. And I, I know why you were gone. You got sick of me and you went and go somewhere else and listen to someone else, you know? Yeah. So, so you and have they to, may
1: come back or they may not. They may
0: they not. not. So you have to continue yeah. to feed, you know, new, new, new ear. I, I love this term, new ear balls, ear eyeballs <laughs> into the show. You know, you have to drive every month. You got to keep, you know, priming the pump, pouring a little more water in it so that you can make sure that the pump keeps working. So,
1: uh, Well, you're driving people to their eyes. Ears ears.
0: and I, they come to the site to read. Some read, some listen, some watch. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's this whole, it's this whole stack of stuff. But, and then when you get a podcaster that says, I have a, I'm on a network somewhere and I host somewhere and I'm disappointed with my audience numbers and I listen to the show and I'm like, man, this is, this is a great show. Well, no one can find him. Yeah. You know, mom and dad and the friends only take it so far.
2: Yeah. It's true. This is
0: work. We're, we're the, you know, we're right. Ra- you know, the radio stations, they, they're, they are their own best promoters. And because they've got uh, 24 hours of content to promote the morning show, the evening drive, anything. And, uh, they don't want you to turn that dial. We don't have that power here mm-hmm. you know so we have to be extra we have to work extra hard yeah Oh, no, that's right this is not easy anyone if, if, if everyone some if somebody some guru up there does figure out the secret formula man that guy's gonna be rich <laughs> <laughs>
1: Todd, I wanted to mention and this is maybe a little bit off the topic of uh, podcasting per se, but there there appears to be um, some movement that's happening in the technology sphere right now, and and the only reason I say this is because you know there, there's a lot of podcast apps out there and a lot of listening is happening in podcast apps, but there seems to be some bubblings around uh, this concept of progressive web apps. I don't know if you've heard about this, Todd. They're called PWAs, and I've been um, I've been kind of thinking about this for many years myself as kind of the ultimate destination. So, as you back up and you think about what's you know how we experience our our devices today, um, they're you know on on the desktop we play around with you know native apps for. For our desktop experiences or our, our PC experiences, right? Maybe it's not a desktop kind of kind of thing; it's a laptop or whatever. Uh, and then mobile, you know, mobile has kind of moved itself towards apps, right? And we've kind of uh, left the 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 web behind somewhat in this. Um, and I've been thinking for many years that uh, we could see the development of this merging between the internet, the web, and apps, um, and it appears that the technology the technologists out there are starting to make some progress on this um, of trying to make web apps function more like native apps hmm. and so so there appears to be some efforts that are going on at Microsoft and at Google. I don't know what the activity is going on at a place like Apple, uh, which has really built their platform on. Getting people addicted to using apps, um, but you know, you start thinking about how bifurcated our computing experience is right now between um, native apps and going going to websites. We're bouncing back and forth between uh, experiences on both sides. Wouldn't it be great if we just had one experience on our device, um, where where you know you go to this whatever it is, whether it's a uh, pulling off of the web or or pulling off of an app or something like that. Just go to one thing. We're not bouncing between two things. Uh, and I, I, I thought for years that that's the direction that we could see this going with our, you know, next generation operating systems and things like that. That we kind of merge these things together. Well, there appears to be some momentum around that that's starting to develop at the bigger companies right now. Um, I don't know what the adoption curve is going to look like on on this. Um, it appears that there's some movement on it from from Microsoft's perspective, and Google seems to be working on it as well. Um, time frame in, sometime in 2018 that, that we'll start to see some developments around uh, what's called progressive web apps. So mm. I, I would expect to start to hear some more about this as we move in, into the next phase of, uh, of computing. Um, it could be a five-year, ten-year time frame here, but um, I think trying to merge these two worlds together, I think makes a lot of sense to me as well. Well, I, anyway, I, I don't know, what's your thought on that? Todd?
0: Well, if you look at, um, you know, the app I use religiously now is Slack and the desktop yeah. app and the mobile app are essentially a mirror. You know, they, yeah. they look and feel the same. The user experience is, uh, is, is the same. Um yeah so i th- I think they embody probably what you're talking about here the best, but I don't know if yeah. that does that expand into you know your apps like uh you know Premiere and that type of stuff I, I think there'll always be standalone apps that are you know they there just won't be a bridge between mobile and and desktop just because it's it's too far of a well, stretch. probably
1: <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to have that kind of capability built into a five-inch screen on a mobile device, either. Yeah, so, yeah. or a six-inch screen, some of that functionality is going to have to have a different UI experience, which, which would need to be built into the operating system um, right. more. And I think, you know, my, uh, Microsoft, and to give some credit to them, I mean, I mean obviously, I used to work there, so I'm, I'm a little biased. But I, I think Microsoft really kind of plowed the ground somewhat with some of this early on with uh, Windows Phone. Uh, and it's one of the reasons that I've really enjoyed Windows Phone is the fact that they've, they've um, created hubs, basically. And this is, I, I'm not saying this is the model that, that's coming, right. um, but I think it's a little glimpse of it, right, where you're merging data from various um, platforms. Into one hub experience, so you you're bringing in so Windows Phone had this area where you could you could view all your social network connections all in one place. Um, so it would pull in Facebook, Twitter, mm. uh, Instagram, it would pull everything into one wall that, that would be visible on your phone. and I'm not necessarily saying that that's what's going to happen here. I think we're still going to see the separation between Facebook and Twitter. It's just there there'll be one experience on our device. Right. There won't be a web version and an app version. There'll be just one experience. Right. And I think we would all like that. I would like that. I would like one experience, not have this bouncing back and forth between apps and the web and apps and the web. Uh, it's, it's not very efficient.
0: Well, I expect my mobile apps to be fast and efficient. I expect my desktop apps to be more complex. You know, so, you know, there is, there is that line. So you know, only time will tell, I guess.
1: And as you think about you know these smart speakers, you start thinking about um, what's happening with this. Um, one of the challenges I see with these smart speakers is discovery too. And you also have these these elements of um, um, there's only one experience. So like when you ask for a podcast typically on the Amazon device, the the, the Echo, um, you basically are there's a default app for that, right? Um, you have to make a special call into that device to pull up a different platform like Spreaker. Um, the default in there is tune-in. Right. So so you have this kind of this um, strange movement that's happening right now where you have like uh, one player is going to uh, dominate. Oh, right? yeah. Um, because it's and, native.
0: And, it's, you don't have to any yeah. load a special skill.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so you have a little bit of this going on too that could create some... So friction, and I think that that's one of the challenges with these smart speakers is that we have um, there's default experiences in these things, which is going to isolate. You know, Amazon doesn't have a podcast platform as part of their. It's not a first-party service. They're actually working with other outside providers, but they they are making a choice, right?
0: They had, and they, they the, did make this, a choice this, on this that. This
1: provider <laughs> is the prime this is their primary provider of this. right? And I wouldn't say that TuneIn is, um, is a great place to be a default choice with the podcast space.
0: Well, you know, that's a choice Amazon that's made. They, they shopped around. They were trying to figure yeah. out what they were going to do. You know, we talked to them and said, hey, we've got a directory. You can, you know, we'll just license the yeah. guys and pull from the API. You guys can feed the beast on your own system. And they chose not to do that. Yeah. You know they so, could have
1: anyway. So all, all these things are going to have an impact on podcasting and uh, what the experience is on these platforms. And I still think that you know this this new operating system that I'm talking about um, will be good for the podcast space. Um, I'm just not sure that what's happening the Alexa. I'm sorry, um, mine, mine just activated too. Um, uh, is going to be good for podcasting.
0: Yeah, EvoTerra wrote a piece that has to be brought up and he, he posted it over on,
2: on medium.com. And, uh, this
0: is, um, I hear a lot of podcasters right now that are really crying about the podcast iOS app and, uh, Evo, uh, basically, uh, Why is that? well, they, they don't I'm like impressed. how it's working. They you know, it's, um they say right now that it's I we'll would say it
1: was a big improvement. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was a big improvement.
0: Yeah, well it it is kind of buggy. It's got some issues. But here's the uh, okay. here's the the start of the piece and it basically says <laughs> your hatred of Apple podcast isn't helping. And uh what? oh yeah. Um and he has a very uh, succinct piece in here about the reality of the podcasting space as it relates to Apple and the podcast iOS app. And uh, so in other words, he's basically telling podcasters, hey, shut up, put up and shut up. You don't want to piss the beast off because this is where, you know, more than 50% of your audience is tuned in and whether you like it or not. And um, so this is... is
1: constructive feedback that's that's one thing but if it's just bashing well, there's a lot of evidence. there's
0: a lot of bashing that's going on by and he's yeah. he, it's what he's alluding to as a lot of bashing um
3: yeah
2: but uh, so where's that coming
1: from? is that coming uh what part of the of the ecosystem is that coming from do you know well is it just random this is
0: it just random? It is, it's been pretty random, you know, but, you know, a lot of yeah. people are, you know, and, and they're all poo-pooing about the Apple app. Well, we need to tell our audience to start using this other app. And you know, I've seeing a lot of that, you know, but, okay, you're going to cut the, you know, you're, you're going to cut the hand off of the group that feeds you. You know, that's, I don't think I said that metaphor right, but,
2: um, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. I, I think that there's been a lot of animosity towards uh, Apple because of their their market dominance of the podcasting distribution you know and todd we've we've uh, discussed this on the show before is that there's certain segments of the podcasting community that uh, don't like the power that Apple has yeah and would like to 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 take some of that market share away and spread it around so Apple doesn't have so much power in the space.
0: Well, they don't like to download. The download well, is evil, yeah. you know. They want the, the download to go away. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just gave away, you know, 60% of your listeners too. Right, If you right. turn off the download. Yeah. So, you know, it's called shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> careful what you wish for.
0: <laughs> Apparently ABC has something where they're calling for submissions for its $1 million podcast fund. And uh, basically, ABC wants to hear from podcasters, think they have an idea who could become the next big Australian podcast. So in September... Oh, that ABC? Yeah. okay, I, I, Not the. So in September, yeah. ABC of Australia, and so if you think you can, uh, if you're down under, and you think you're the Think you've got the uh, the talent? Uh, they're they're definitely looking for pitches. I kind of got. I just saw the headline. I jumped on it. <laughs> uh, Parsec Awards announced their 2017 finalists. Parsec Awards been around a long time, so uh, those are
2: those are out and available.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So some of this news is at podtoPod.com. Some of it's at PodcasterNews.com.
0: Even Vlog Talk Radio got a, a mention. Vlog Talk Radio has Coffee with Kenobi. Who's that? It's just a show oh, okay. that uh, launched. So, but anyway, yeah. well, there's, you know stuff's moving. I think we just all need to continue to focus, focus on doing great content, building audience members, and doing those things that you know grows your grows oh, your show. That
1: Chris, that Chris said, you know. I think i'm going to spend some time on my speaker live show this week uh, talking about, about how to market your show. I think you know it's it's important conversation that we all need to have and we we talked about it a little bit on this show, um, but you know trying to build listeners it's good for the podcast space that everybody that has a podcast does that well uh, it can It can pull more audience into the medium I did which a, is what we need
0: I did a pretty long segment on. Your podcast, which is over at powerpresspodcast.com, and that will come out on Monday, that talks uh, really about uh, this just fundamental stuff that people are missing. And I think that's the key. That's the key word fundamentals, just basic podcast 101 fundamentals that, that podcasters are are using. You know, it's like getting the cart before the horse. You know, well,
1: it's, a, it's a sports analogy that I. I lived with for many years playing basketball is um you have to be good with the basic fundamentals and right. the fundamentals have to be trained and they have to be repeated in order to be fully understood and fully skilled uh skilled to perform those.
0: And in the fundamentals in the fundamentals yeah. are never fun. You, you know, anyone that's done a football drill. Okay. Yeah. 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 There is no fun in fundamentals. It is painful, hard work, and you hate the coach for making you do it. But the fundamentals yeah. is what like Yirav. I great! It's a good analogy, good one. Stealing that. If you don't
1: do that's, the fun, that's. I mean, I, I, I lived by that for thirteen years myself, and I played college basketball. I mean, it's the, those coaches were like drilling the hell out of me. I mean, they were. We were repeating, repeating, repeating. Tell you get it right, yeah, you know? and that's I guess that applies to pretty much anything. I think um sports is a good um, teacher of uh of being disciplined and and being focused um and if you're not, you get yelled at, you know I mean, a lot of us don't get yelled at when we don't do something oh I I tell that. my
0: audience to chew me out i I blew it on two episodes ago, the intro i just just I just decimated it. And I said, "Well, I said, uh, please feel free to to bash me on the on the intro, you know, but I but you know, a regular yeah. podcaster would have redone the intro. I was live; there was no redoing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I could have cleaned it up and made it sound good for the audio audience that was listening later. But you know, um, well,
1: it's like what's happening with our show today. I think we're over and
0: yeah, we got to basically." Got some-
1: Owed Owed being trashed a little bit, I think yeah,
0: we and we got the di- i I have some dials turned up too high. you were so quiet, I probably turned you up too loud, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean, I mean, even if you've been podcasting for a long time you' you're gonna make mistakes, yeah, and that's just part of part of the game it's the technology doesn't always work right it doesn't it doesn't it help when you your, rip your, your studio it doesn't apart. always work right, yeah, and it doesn't help.
0: I've had the studio ripped apart too, so uh yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've done that too. And it's making changes and, and improvements. Uh, it comes with risks. Yes. So
0: I've got some yeah. new cables to go in here too. So I had, uh, those hadn't been put in yet. So I guess I'll do that post show as I hang my, uh, tail between my legs here and shame for having a <laughs> overmodulated show. But anyway, the content was good. Yeah. You guys hung out for it, right?
1: <laughs> but we're we're here the show must go on yes yes indeed well yeah. speaking
0: of end of show everything is held
1: i guess we're at it aren't we yeah, yeah.
0: you know you're i've seen a few artifacts in the, the video today so i'm going to be looking at that And i've been watching how this new ip thing works best thing is if it doesn't work i've got all the old gear to go back the old way too so uh ah. that's I can go in reverse but that's not the goal, the goal is to move forward and push the technology, and I just go over to new tech and complain to them.
1: Yeah well, definitely let us know what you think of the show the the topics we definitely want to hear from you, and if you are interested in being a guest on the program, uh, reach out to me. send me an email, rob at um, robgreenly.com and I'd be happy to talk with you and and talk i I know that we're. We're always open to lots of criticism and sure. feedback and, and comments and topics that, you know, you might want us to, to cover on the show, too. So, and,
0: yeah. and just another thing, too, those of you that helped me out with the social campaign to try to get Hawaiian Telecom to bring a one gig line, a one gig fiber to my home. Um, I'm expecting a call from the director at Hawaiian Telecom on Monday. So oh, your great. social your social uh, pushing is kind of helped a little bit there. And I'm 50, 50. He may say it's, we can't do it, but I've also dangled a check (laughs) saying I will pay to have the fiber blown in down. And I know where the fiber is. It's it's four blocks away. So I I don't know what it's going to cost to get fiber run from four blocks, but they do have conduit. They can push it through. It's just a matter of, getting them to do that and how many thousands of dollars that's going to cost. But, um, today we did run three streams today. So, uh, and one was on your stream, Rob. So, uh, I'm confident that we might be able to really do some incredible stuff. If we get uh, a one gig connection in here with a hundred megs up. Yeah, that's awesome. Time will tell.
1: Yeah, Yeah. No, that's fantastic. If you can get that kind of speed, um, one thing I did want to mention before we go is that Twitter upgraded to oh, 280 yeah. characters.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just enough. It's perfect. I and I they not, should
1: have done that years ago. It's it it's years oh,
0: ago. it's just like I don't and I'm not using 280. I'm using I'm using just it's just enough. I I agree wholeheartedly. It was a perfect. Matter of fact, I was complaining to Hootsuite. When are you going to update? So, I can have 280 characters. So, I don't know why they were caught flat footed yeah. and didn't have that ready to go. But, uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah, 280.
2: Awesome.
1: Yeah. So, actually, it's going to save a lot of time in creating content over there because, you know, I don't know about you, but I had to write something and then I had to rewrite it to shorten it yep. and rewrite it again yep. to shorten it yep. more. Yeah. Or now you just write it the way you would normally write something.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I can put about an extra. 30, 40 characters, and it's just enough to get where I don't have to be aggravated. Now some people are saying, well what 140 characters has really done to us is made us more stupid. So um and it the longer length and it's true. It's the, the it it's been known that these shorter messages, this texting, it all has led to a shorter memory retention. So we may be able to get memory tension up by having a little longer post. Yeah. It might be an ancillary benefit of it, but, uh, um, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed about it. Totally. Well, we are, we're out of time here. So folks, over. Yep. yeah, well, we're actually an hour 30. We start a little late, but folks, if you have any comments on today's show, you can email me anytime uh, for anything. Really? Uh, Todd at blueberry.com follow me on twitter at geek news rob
1: uh, i can be reached uh, rob at robgreenly.com and i'm on twitter as well at robgreenly um those are the best places to reach me and then i do the Spreaker live show every wednesday at 3 p.m. pacific 6 p.m. eastern at SpreakerLiveshow.com.
0: and everyone thanks for hanging out with us today and we'll work on the scratchy audio and get that dialed in so it's not scratchy next week so uh no. everyone thanks we'll see you next time here on the new media show everyone take care
2: bye bye